passage here from Luke chapter 2, verses, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn." Well, it's probably about that time as we're looking back a little over 2,000 years ago where Mary is probably at this point saying to Joseph, find me a place now. I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but I am sure that she very politely but very firmly was demanding that we get to a location because the child is coming. I can feel the pregnancy cramps. I can feel the baby arriving. We need to get somewhere soon. And as uh, was shared just in the story here, as we read in the scripture, they arrive to the house where they're supposed to be staying with some relatives. And by the way, the relatives would have been expecting Joseph and Mary and some other family members from the area to be coming. That was just the culture of the time. You had relatives that you may not have seen for years, but you were closely connected to. And so when they hear that there's a tax, that there's registration, that people have to go back to their hometown to register with the government for the census, they would have probably had in their minds, all right, we need to expect company. But here comes company, Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus still with Mary. And I imagine when she came to the household, she probably looked in and saw more than just a few people inside, all probably gathered around talking about their journey, talking about the census that was taking place, talking about their journey back, catching up with one another. And I imagine that Mary was there with the child and all of a sudden plans changed a little bit for the evening. All of a sudden, do we have a place for anybody to give birth here? Do we have a place that somebody would be able to have a child? Now, usually you would have what's called the guest room. And the guest room was exactly what it's named for, a guest. We oftentimes, for some reason in our translations, will translate this word as in, because I think the translation goes that it's for somebody that's outside of town. And so where do you go if you're traveling for Christmas? Well, you stay at an inn or you stay at a hotel. But honestly, because they're relatives, we would actually call this a guest room. It's an extra room within the house that they would have for guests that come through. They would use the room throughout the year, but this was a room designated for relatives and friends that came through the area. And my guess is that there may have been a discussion as to whether Mary really wanted to use that room since all of the relatives were arriving at the same time. I told this story on Sunday, but I want to tell it again for this story. When my sister was giving birth to, to her children, she was, uh, she was uh, giving birth to identical twin boys. And this was a big deal in our family because on neither side of the family, on my side or, or her husband's side, nobody had had a child yet. 
And so you're talking brothers and sisters and grandparents were excited to have another generation come into the family. And let me tell you how excited we were. All of us showed up to the hospital. Now, I think what you thought I said was that we came to visit the baby and then left. No, all of us arrived in the hospital and waited in the waiting room. And I think maybe you think that I said that a few of us showed up and represented the whole family. No, all of us showed up and waited in the waiting room. His parents, my parents, his two brothers and sister and myself were all in that waiting room waiting for the birth of the identical twin boys, Micah and Avery, to come. And let me tell you something. There was a moment where my sister kicked us out of her room to go down to the waiting room because do you know what she valued more than anything? Privacy. That is right. So we waited in the waiting room, and, and probably what's going on here is Mary was looking at the guest room and seeing all of the people that would have been staying there and probably very politely said to Joseph, I am not giving birth in front of your cousins. <laughs> and so they started to make arrangements. And this is where we get that Jesus was born in a manger. And the arrangement was probably, more likely than not, that he was born in a cave, uh, which again, translation would basically say, well, what was a cave for? Well, the cave that they used back then was kind of just like a stable. You would use it for wild animals or tamed animals or livestock that you would have where you don't want people to steal them. In any case, Jesus was not born in a guest room. Jesus was born with animals. And that's very peculiar because we know something about Jesus. Jesus deserved much better than that, didn't he? He didn't deserve to be born next to animals and, and to have to rally them away and make sure that he's safe. And, and Mary deserved much more. She shouldn't have had to give birth next to all of these animals. But yet there they were giving birth to the Savior of the world. I think, of about, uh, I think it was about eight or nine years ago, and, and this will show you just how incredibly American I am. One of the princes in England, his wife gave birth. I believe her name was Kate Middleton. I might be, or, okay, I see a few nods. I'm, I'm, I'm there, I get it. So they gave birth to their firstborn son, and I remember when, when that was announced on the TV, uh, they weren't just at any hospital. They weren't just at some hospital down the road that took their insurance. They were at the best hospital in all of England. And they didn't just have a few orderlies take care of them. They had the best that England could offer. And they didn't just have one security guard on the first level of the hospital making sure that everyone was safe. They had all of England there making sure that that baby boy was safe. And when the baby boy was born... They made the announcement. I remember the man that came out and made the announcement did it old-fashioned. He had a big sheet of paper, and he started to shout. I have no clue what he said. Uh, it, it was something to the effect of, we have born here today, and then it, I, I don't know. But in any case, firstborn son, that sums up. But what did Jesus have when he was born? He was born in a stable. He... He was born in a place that they had to travel to. He was born when there was no room for them in the guest room. He was born without any announcement except the angels that go and announce the shepherds. 
And here's what's peculiar about that. So I told you about this word, the inn or the guest room. We actually don't see that word too many times in the New Testament. We see it another time in Mark chapter 14. But the only other time that we see it in the book of Luke is at the end of Luke when Jesus is preparing to go to the cross. And what happens as he's preparing to go to the cross is he sends his disciples ahead into Jerusalem and he has them look for a place where they can have the Last Supper together. And when they go, he says, make sure they have a guest room for us. So the first time we hear about this guest room is when there's not enough room for Jesus to be in there with everyone else. And so he's born with the animals in the stables. The second time we hear about it, there is enough room for him. But it's the last evening that he gets to have supper with his disciples before he goes to the cross. In this Christmas season, as we're celebrating, as we're enjoying one another's company, what we absolutely need to remember is Jesus Christ is the center of it all. Jesus was born without much fanfare. Jesus was born uh, in a place that he didn't deserve. But he did it for us. He came to bring peace. And as was read earlier with, uh, with the Advent lighting um, from Isaiah chapter 9, one of the titles that Jesus is called as, as he's prophesied about is the Prince of Peace. Somebody that would come and bring peace to humanity. That peace has been brought to us through his work on the cross, his coming into this world. And tonight, and not just tonight, every day for all of our Christian lives, we celebrate that Jesus came into the world for us. Jesus came in the world to make peace. Amen.